You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at the River. Tonight I want to uh, preach on, I've called this a divine touch. And what we're going to talk about and I'm going to teach you on is the anointing. The anointing is a manifestation of God's power from the Holy Spirit that really is what brings the significant changes in our lives. And what I wanted you to understand is that many times seems, things seem like they'll never change until you have an encounter with God's Spirit. You look at Jesus' ministry, it's very unique. You find a man at a pool of Bethesda, or Bethesda who was there for 38 years waiting for the water to be stirred, and it looked like he was never going to get healed because there was never anyone to put him in the water. But yet the anointing in Jesus healed him. Say amen. amen. And you can, or the man that was born blind, he thought he would never see again, but all of a sudden, Jesus says, go wash in the pool, and he washed in the pool, and he comes out seeing. The Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, main purpose is to exalt Jesus and to deliver us. And when you understand the significance of God's divine touch in your life, you're going to begin to desire it in your life. Lord, I just need you to help me with this area in my life. And that's where miracles come from. They come from the Holy Spirit that is within us and also upon us. You need a miracle tonight, the Holy Spirit is here to help. You need a breakthrough in your marriage tonight, the Holy Spirit is to help you tonight. Whatever it is, the anointing is designed to set you free. So I want you to look at this verse. This is in Isaiah chapter 10. And look at what he says. It shall come to pass in that day, say in that day, that his burden will be taken away from his shoulders and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now I want you to see something here. He says here that in that day, say it with me, in that day. Understand that phrase is very significant. You remember Jesus said this one time. It was right before the cross. He said this. He said, in that day, you'll no longer ask me any more questions. Whatever you pray to the Father in my name, he will give it to you in order that your joy might be made full. In that day is a term that indicates there's going to be a time when this anointing will break the yoke. And the anointing, that day has come and gone, and today is the day that God will break that yoke of bondage. He'll destroy it, because once the Holy Spirit was poured under the church, this prophecy that we just saw is fulfilled. The Holy Spirit is here to destroy whatever burden in your life it is trying to wreck your life. Maybe you've got a burden in your marriage. Maybe you've got a burden in your finances. Maybe you've got a burden in your health. The anointing will break, will break, and will destroy whatever it is that is holding you back. Maybe you've got a, a, a burden with your children, rebellion. It's a yoke. It's bondage. They keep giving way to this rebellion. The anointing is so powerful that it can break those things. What I have learned over the years is that everything that I do hinges on the anointing of God in my life. Any level of success comes from the anointing of God. 
And you got to understand that it's God's will for that anointing to break every yoke of bondage in your life. I don't care how big it is. I don't care how, what it looks like. Every inch or problem you have, the anointing is designed to destroy everything in your life that is trying to destroy you. Amen. But you got to understand this about the anointing. The anointing is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's purpose is to exalt Jesus in your life. And to exalt Jesus means to bring forth the redemption that came through your salvation by the power of God. If you studied the life of Jesus, you'll understand that Jesus didn't do any miracles until he received the Holy Spirit from on high. You remember he was water baptized and the Holy Spirit came on him like a dove. Then the Holy Spirit led him into the desert uh, or the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And then it says after he succeeded at overcoming the temptation, he returned to the power of the Spirit, which means Jesus never healed anyone as a child. He never healed anyone as a teenager. Never healed anyone as a young adult. He healed people after the Holy Spirit came on him at the age of 30. And you say, why is that significant? Because everybody believes that Jesus is the Son of God, and he is. But he didn't do any miracles out of his deity. He did miracles as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit and promise. The miracles testified to the fact of who he was, but he didn't do it from that particular position in his life. That's why the Bible says in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. Hallelujah. Know anybody impressed? Come on, say amen, everybody. So the anointing then was the, the miracle power in Jesus' life. Even though he's God, he set that aside. Philippians chapter 2 tells us that Christ, when the word became flesh, emptied himself. It's the word kinos. And let me give you a definition from a Greek uh, lexicon that actually defines what this word means. It means this, it means to empty oneself of high stat stature or rank by eliminating all the privileges and prerogatives and divest oneself of one's position. When the word became flesh, Jesus put on humanity and waited for the Holy Spirit to be become upon him so that he could win us salvation by succeeding where man had failed in the beginning. In fact, he succeeded so well that he told his disciples this. He said, truly, I say unto you that whoever believes on me shall do the works that I have done, and even greater works than these shall they do, because I go to the Father. You couldn't do that if you got to be God to do it. You could only do it if Jesus did it in his humanity and said, watch me, and you'll be able to do the same things with the same spirit of God. He's God 100%. 
but he did his miracles as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit and power. And when you get this in your spirit, you realize we need the Holy Ghost in our lives to bring out Christ in our life. We need the Holy Spirit in our life to bring out healing in our life. We need the Holy Spirit in our life to bring out everything that God offers us spiritually in our life. Without it, it's not going to work. Let me give you a verse that proves this. You remember after the resurrection, Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, all authority in heaven and earth have been given to me. All authority. Now, what about in his earthly ministry? He had, his name had not yet been exalted to that level. It was exalted, but not to the level it was in the resurrection. But remember this. Jesus... His deity was not exalted. It was his humanity that was exalted. It was the fact he was the last Adam, and he did what we could not do. That's what God exalted. So when he exalted Christ from the dead, he sat a perfect man at the right hand of the father who has offsprings who has children who are in the same position so that we could see what jesus did is he rebuilt oh glory to god he restored what was lost with the first adam he restored it let me give you some verses that'll help you with this you remember the bible in in hebrews chapter 2 where the writer of Hebrews makes this terrific analogy. He quotes from the Psalms 8, and you'll recognize this Psalm. What is man that you're mindful of him? Or the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than Elohim. And then he says this, and you put him over the works of your hands. And then he goes on, this is in the Psalms, and he says, you have put all things in subjection to him under his feet. And that's the quote that he does in Hebrews. And then the writer interprets it. And here's what he says. He says, in the fact that all things are under his feet, there is nothing left that is not under his feet. When you accept Christ, there is nothing that you can't overcome. There is nothing that you can't prevail. There is nothing that you can't have victory over. There is nothing, 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 because Jesus is exalted to the right hand of the Father, and he represents us. He is, oh, glory to God. Power in that. And I think sometimes we miss that. And we wonder why we don't see the anointing operating within the church. Because the anointing is going to exalt what Christ did for us when he walked this earth. He died for us. He was raised up. And whatever your problem is right now, the anointing will destroy that cancer. The anointing will destroy that arthritis. The anointing will destroy that addiction. The anointing will destroy that oppression. The anointing will destroy that lack. That Come on, it'll destroy it. Because Jesus was given the Spirit without measure. And he did that 
to get us delivered. We need to depend on him. Now, I'm building your faith up here because we're going to believe God for the anointing to deliver you tonight. And faith comes by hearing. It doesn't come just because you heard. It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And if you've got your faith going right now, I'll tell you, you're going to get fired up. You think you're fired up now? You're going to really get fired up. Say amen, everybody. Yeah. I want you to look at this text, Ephesians chapter 1. And look what it says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him who Jesus, watch. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I want you to see this. He says he's praying that you would be enlightened. To what? The inheritance in what? In the saints. In the church. Say, well, I'm not a saint. Well, you are. If you're born again, you're a saint. That's another message. But you're a child of God. That's you. And he's, and he's praying that God would enlighten you to this truth. Let me tell you what happens. Usually when Joyce and I eat at a restaurant at night. I usually take out my phone and I put it on the phone line. And I have to read the menu because it's too dark. Now, the menu hasn't changed but the light reveals to me what is on the menu. Your salvation never changed once you got saved. But the Holy Spirit illuminates what God has given us. And through that illumination, through that illumination, you know it belongs to you. You know you can take it. You know it's yours once you've been illuminated. You don't go into a room that's dark, turn on the light, and all of a sudden things start showing up in the room. They were already in the room. That's why they're revealed. The salvation's already in us. Healing's already in you. Woo, glory to God. And it said in the saints, let's go on. Put it on the screen, please. And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the workings of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality, powers, and might. I want you to see this. Principalities are rulers. Power is a Greek word for authority, and might is, a, is an illustration of power. So all three things here, what you have is rule, what you have is authority, and what you have is power. And it says that Jesus' name has been exalted far beyond these things and dominion in every name that is named not only in this uh, in this age but also in that which is to come let's go on and he put all things under his feet gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all in other words God made Jesus the head of the body, but in the body is the fullness of God. The fullness of what God wants to do is it's in the body of Christ. And, and the body of Christ is far above every principality, every power, every might. And the only reason why some don't get healed and others don't is because it's not illuminated to them. That's it. That's it. I asked the Lord about this. I said, Lord, what if it's something that's been illuminated two years ago? Do you need to get a fresh illumination over and over again? And he said, yes. 
He said, faith comes by hearing. Not just I heard, but I keep hearing and keep hearing and keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing. This is a great fault of the church, the body of the Christ. Because we go, well, if I heard it before, I don't need to hear it again. No, 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 no. Prosperity, you got to hear it, hear it, hear it. Healing, you got to hear it, hear it, hear it. Come on, deliverance, you got to hear it, hear it, hear it. Come on, because if you don't, the, your faith begins to wane. Darkness begins to set in, but right after the Holy Spirit reveals something to you, man, you got faith. Woo, I see it. It's mine. 2023, I'm going to claim it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to seize it. That which seems like would never change is going to change in 2023. It's going to change. Actually, the hours before 2023, it's going to change. Oh, gosh. But you see the power in this, and, and we live in a society that doesn't see the importance of repetition. They don't see the importance of going to church. They don't see that importance of hearing the word over and over and over again. But I'm going to show you in the word of God that the miracles that Jesus did were done from people who were hearing what he taught. Because faith comes by hearing. Let me show it to you. Luke 5, 15. How were the report went around concerning him? All the more in great multitudes, say great multitudes, came together to hear and be healed. Say it with me. To, be, to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. They had to hear before they got healed. Can you say amen, everybody? Now, let me give this to you real practical so you can get this, get this. I've been in ministry long enough. I've been in seasons where the Holy Spirit is working with the gifts of the Spirit. And I've been in seasons when the gifts of the Spirit are not operating. The mistake that most Christians make is they go, I can't get healed until... There's a gift of the Spirit operating in my life. The father of my faith was Kenneth E. Hagen. He was healed of an incurable heart disease as a young man before he was ever filled with the Holy Ghost. He was healed because he took God's Word and believed what Jesus said and what he believed what Jesus said, the anointing on that word healed him and rose him up. The Lord can heal you and deliver you from his word alone. God is not limited to heal us by a few ways. He has the word, which works all the time. And he has seasons when he pours out his spirit and maybe a prophet will have a word of knowledge or wisdom and you respond to it and you get healed. Or maybe the Lord appears to you in a vision, tells you to do something and there's a manifestation of God's spirit. But when those seasons don't happen, 
something that always works is to believe God's word. The hearing of God's word brings deliverance. Let me give you an example of it. My favorite example of the woman with the issue of blood, she had, she had this infirmity for 12 years, spent all the money that she had, which means she was a wealthy woman because to go to the doctors in those days, you had to be wealthy. Spent all of it. She's dirt broke. She hears about Jesus. What did she hear? The same sermon Jesus preached everywhere. Here's what the verse said that he starts every sermon out with. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to, to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Hallelujah, Jesus. That is the verse that he preached when he went everywhere. She heard of that and said, He's anointed. I'm going to just touch him, and I'm going to get healed. And here's the beautiful thing about this. She touched the hem of his garment. Power went out. She felt power going to her. He felt power go out of him. But Jesus was not controlling the power. Her faith was controlling the power because the anointing was there to set her free. You got a choice tonight. You can decide to be the one that decides for that power to flow. Hallelujah. You can expect that the anointing cloth will heal you and it'll heal you. Come on. Glory to God. There's a power in this thing. I remember last year we did this, and, and to, to this day, there's still a healing cloth under my wife's side of the bed. It's there for eternity, I guess. There's healing in this, healing in this, healing in it. It's not the oil, it's the anointing that's on the oil. It's anointing that is in the believer, that is transmitted, that is tangible, that you can feel, you can tell the anointing is there, you can feel that anointing in it. That's what heals us. But you got to have faith in it. Quit thinking that Christians are just people. They're anointed with Christ. You got the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, special anointings. Those anointings are not normal. The anointing in you is not normal. It knows all things. That anointing can deliver you in your life. But you have to have faith in it. And the Holy Spirit, everything that he does glorifies the Son. Everything he does. When you feel led by the Spirit, it's Jesus leading you. When God speaks to you, it's Jesus speaking to you. The Holy Spirit represents the Son in everything. Because I wish Jesus was here. He's here. He's here. If the Holy Spirit's here, Jesus is here. Everything the Holy Spirit does is about Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus. You're a Jesus freak. Yeah, because Jesus is the one that set me free. Say amen. amen. Father sent Jesus, but he set me free. <laughs> Hallelujah. So your faith then will release the anointing in your life and bring healing and deliverance 
and breakthrough in your life in a great way. Let me, let me tell you the first time I ever cast a demon out. It was New Year's night. New Year's night. A demon came in and started to, I wouldn't say possess, but definitely, well, maybe possess a good word, my wife. And I cast that devil out the first time I'd ever done it. That demon just left. I didn't have a discerning of spirits. Let me teach you something here. A lot of people, they won't use the name of Jesus without some supernatural revelation. Like, for instance, people go, well, I can't just cast out a devil if I don't know there's a devil there. The anointing will cast out demons without using the gift of discerning of spirits to cast it out. Jesus' own disciples learned this. They came back after he anointed them. They came back and said, the demons are even subject to us. Because the majority of the people that were, Jesus, that, that were sick had demons that were causing the illness. So the apostles, what they would do is they'd go to someone who was sick, say in the name of Jesus, be healed, and all of a sudden, ah, oh God, demons come out. <laughs> they come back, they're rejoicing. Say amen, everybody. Tonight, you don't need a discerning of spirits. If God does it, it's great. There may be a demon behind your illness. The anointing will heal you. There may be a demon behind the rebellious children that you're dealing with. There may be a demon behind what's pressing you and you don't even know it. The anointing will deliver you from that. And whether you, it is discerned or not, the anointed just, demons just run for cover. We had a lady one time come to church. She was a witch. And she would always not stay during the altar call. Because the anointing would just terrify her. I don't know if she ever got saved or not. But the reality is the anointing drives these demons out. Don't be scared of demons. You know, they make these movies and these demons have all this power and levitate and throw the priests around and throw them out of windows. No way, Jose. When you come in the room, the demons are on the run. They don't want you to show up. They'll try to get anything they can do to get you not to show up at that loved one's house that needs Jesus. Amen? Amen. There's a power in this that I want to express to you that I think is so significant tonight because the anointing that is in the church, in our lives, will destroy illness, problems, in your life, if you have faith in that anointing. Say amen to the anointing. Now, I want you to do two things tonight before I start ministering to you. Number one, remember this. We can have a meeting tonight. You can leave delivered. Demons usually always come back. Remember Jesus, you cast the devil out, he'll come back. Seven more spirits, if the house not clean, clapped up, whatever, he's going to find access. So you have to continue to resist 
those spirits when they come back and just resist, resist him a few times, he'll give up on you. The other thing is there are times, I don't know the times on this, that God sometimes says this trial in your life will never come on you again. You'll never be divorced again. You'll never go bankrupt again. You'll never face that disease again. I don't know which ones they are, but I know the Lord does that. Amen. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River App, and our website at theriver.church. We're the river, and we're doing life together.